Good morning and a happy Monday to you folks. It is a beautiful day today and a fabulous new week. And this week, I encourage each and every one of you to embrace the idea of being accountable and let it become part of your daily life, your everyday life, wherever you are. Maybe it's at your church. Maybe it's at your work. Maybe it's in your home life. Maybe it's in your personal relationships. If you are accountable to someone, that means that you have acknowledged that person That means that you have awarded that person the authority to bring you to question, to challenge your behavior or your attitude. Conversely, if somebody's accountable to you, they've acknowledged that you are that authority to bring them to question, to challenge their intention behind certain behaviors or attitudes. Personally, for me, I am extremely grateful for those who hold me accountable, those who respect me and then love me enough to allow me the opportunity to grow. That accountability, that growth allows the development of my professional, personal, and spiritual skills. Call it a checks and balances of life, if you will. Now let's go honor, respect, and be accountable this week as we get this Monday morning started and get the potty going, folks. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now let's play hard. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. We've got a fabulous program in store for you this morning because we're getting ready to start the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to be in Bismarck, North Dakota, kicking off the live and local recording sessions at the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference. 30 CEOs, chairmen, as well as what was old? Uh, what was his title? The main event speaker. The main event speaker. You know what I'm talking about, Mike. Mike Lindell. No. No. Oh, you mean Mike? Not Papeo. at the Cornhole pi- uh, Palace. <laughs> no, we'll former, get to the Cornhole former, Palace uh, Secretary later. of State. Secretary of State. That's what he was. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pompeo. Pompeo. Yeah. And I mispronounced his name once. So now I'm scared to say it. I, I totally, I'm just totally scared to say it. I always it. want to say Pompeii, right? That's what that's I what say. I'm thinking of, or Papaya. I say Pompeo. Pompeo. Yeah. And so, because that's the first thing I said. What is in a name anymore? It sticks in my head. Yeah. And when you've actually mispronounced somebody's name in real time, when it matters. Yeah. PTSD. Well, here's your Do chance you get to get scared? ready in case you get a chance to talk to him in Williston. If I have an opportunity to talk to him um, leading up to the conversation with him, mm-hmm. all it will be was, is repeating his name over Mike, and over Mike in my Pompeo, head. Pompeo, Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, Pompeo, Pompeo. Mike Pompeo. <laughs> all right. This is going to be a fun show. Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> how about just... Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Vesuvius. Don't. <laughs> how about Mr. Secretary? <laughs> I think that'll be appropriate. No, because then I might say fun bags. Oh, yeah, and Mr. Fun You bags. never know. I yeah. mean, what's going to happen? So, <laughs> folks, that type of, that type of uh, what do we call that? Cliffhanger tease yeah. is exactly the type of shenanigans and reindeer games that may happen next week. Actually, uh, Jenica is going to be handling the work card interviews, and she's got quite a few already lined up. And she's the type of person that will help us uh, not turn it into a total train wreck. So awesome. And, you know, it's really funny. I got so many things going on. Yeah. 
in so many different directions. I don't even know if I could do one of these serious interviews. No, I think you've got too much on your plate right now. So, like, I, I have to meet with Jenica the night before. Right. And we got to have, like, three or four kind of stock questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, climate t- climate tax, right. climate ESG. change, ESG. Right. You know, um, what, and then we'll figure out a few other ones, yeah. too. You know, probably something community-based. And I think just know. based on the news of the last couple of days, the last week, you'll have plenty of content, you know, plenty of questions. Without a ask. doubt. Yeah. So, but generally, though, when I go in there... I try to have two or three that are kind of uh, meat and potatoes because mm-hmm. the other ones are, are more of the uh, flambe, kind of the, well, you know, a lot of the stuff that's in the news today and gone tomorrow. Yeah. So if you ask somebody that question, well, that, that content's gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Fox News. Thank I'm not MSNBC, CNN. Thank L- goodness. I'm not even Al Jazeera. No. Maybe. No. No, definitely They have not. approached you, maybe. I don't know. They're buying up everybody, I hear. I've never worked for Al Jazeera, <laughs> nor did any work for them. What's his name, and where's he located? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the voice of America. I love America. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> anyway, I mentioned the name Al Jazeera, so right, I just, you right. know, I had yep, that better. Immediately, you better quantify Wash that. myself yep. clean yep. very quickly. <laughs> Get my freedom search out of right out of the gate here. Okay, so we got the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference is really the kickoff to the summer tour. Yeah. And then we're going to be down in, in the Permian for the Shale Energy Resources Trade Show, that week-long extravaganza. We're going to be having all kinds of people at our booth we're going to be interviewing, including the mayor, mm-hmm. including uh, Ron Gusick with uh, Liberty Oilfield Services about their electric frack nice. they have going on. That should be a good one. He doesn't know. I just scheduled him, but... <laughs> That's the kind. That's the kind of interview you like to do. Right? Just the kind of guy I yeah. am. Yeah, you just I'll just bust go. into the hotel room at two a.m. with a microphone. Speak on your behalf a little <laughs> bit too. Why not? Hey, actually, I do not like to do that. Anytime yeah. I speak on somebody's behalf, I generally that haunts me. It does. Well, it can bite you in the back. Well, because I don't sure. like when people do that for me. Yeah, it's you know. I, well, because generally it's happened at pretty big decisions in my life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he'll be fine with that. Really? Yeah. You sure? You sure? <laughs> Charlie bit my finger. Shine your shoe, governor. We have all kinds of news happening too, folks. So, you know, we're not going to get caught up on our own our own shenanigans and reindeer games here at the Crude Life. But <laughs> at the same time, we also have some news to follow. There's cyber attacks, which is a whole new, whole new vein now of protests and 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 this uh, war on oil and gas in Texas now. Yeah, that's the way they're talking about They've it in the headlines. They've come out and said it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not kidding you. I met with one of the top energy companies down in Texas not about a year ago. Yeah. And they laughed me out of their office when I was talking about this stuff. Really? Well, of course. They don't. They, you wouldn't believe the, the um, silos people have built. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do, man. Everybody lives in their own little worlds now. Their media little world, media silo. If I, if I were to name some call letters in town for our local radio station, mm-hmm. word association. Are you ready? Okay. 1100 AM. Conservative. Okay. When I was doing my show there, they asked me, you know, what, what are people on the street thinking this and that and everything? And. And I just said, well, besides, you know, the fact that it's a uh, conservative 
station. And they looked at me like that was the first time anybody had ever mentioned that to them. And I'm, I'm not, I'm being totally no, I, serious. I, that's, that's a good example of a silo. And yep. right. And there was, there was eight people in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight people in the room and all eight of them had a complete shock. They're all members of the Republican party too. Right. Okay. They're all the underbellies and behind the scenes people. And I think two of them are actually elected officials, <laughs> but they looked at me and I, for me, it was just kind of like, that's a big obstacle to overcome. That sure is. So if, if, if you're start, if you're a station and your whole station is one political side, there's people on your political side that don't even like to support it because they don't want to be polarizing. Well, and I think, too, a lot of people, you want to mix it up a little bit, right? Like CNN is viewed neutral versus MSNBC, which is considered left. I, yeah, I and guess Fox so. is considered right. Yeah. I would say that if you went and asked 100 Americans that, 90 would tell you that. Yeah, it's probably pretty accurate. 90 yep. out of 100, yep. you know, that sort of thing. So um, a lot of advertisers, for example, feel safe on CNN mm-hmm. because CNN is newsflash folks they're biased but they do a lot of marketing and work to appear not to be biased mm-hmm. okay and that's great and good for them you know because at the end of the day it's all theater right it's all theater you know and uh i'm pretty sure wolf blitzer is not his real name no, i think it's hammer hands it's, it's, it's mike hammer hands it's, it's chuck striker yeah, that's right it's, Chuck Stryker. it's something it's Stryker. something lame like chuck i know that striker. name <laughs> you know bob harris uh, yeah. Local Bob Harris yeah. who passed away from COVID in the last uh, six months. That's right. He, t- he took over Nighttime Live after I was done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know Bob really well. Uh, Bob Harris was his radio name. Know what his real name was? What? Dave Smith. Dave Smith. What a wow. lateral move that is, right? Wow. <laughs> Go from Dave Smith <laughs> to Bob Harris. I can see that, though. You know, because <laughs> Dave Smith is like the birth certificate. They weren't sure what the mom said or they didn't hear the last name. Apparently, Jimmy Anderson was taken. <laughs> the other most popular name in the Midwest, you know? Jimmy. I mean, so, uh, Frank. Anyway, but, you know, CNN... They don't give me all the news I need. That's their slogan. It was for a while. All the news you need. People that always dog on Fox News. Fair and balanced, you know, and all this stuff. Well, it's slogan, dude. It's marketing. Mm -hmm. CNN does not give me all the news I need. No. So, wood tick. Wood tick. Yikes, man. Wood tick season. Been pulling them off. Frackleberry Hound like crazy. Look at that wood tick crawling on He's crawling on you. And which is worse because now I'm going to have the heebie-jeebies, yeah, creepy be, crawlies over all here, man. day Ugh. long. All right. So the thing with the news, though, is you you, you got to be able to listen to the flag and the MSBC, and you've got to you got to dip your toes in all those to see what everybody's saying. Now the flag is the local conservative one. Yeah, yeah. But we, that's what I'm saying is yeah. that you you really need. I think you really need to look at where, all the different where, sources. Where Rush Limbaugh is the most centered. Yeah, what, what had the most centered show? Did you have notice that? I'm curious. It, it they had really you on there, man. By midnight, <laughs> the QAnon people were getting scared. Right. <laughs> that's that's you, some good programming. Yeah, that's when you know you got people's attention. Wow. <laughs> right when the QAnon people are calling you crazy, yeah. Alex Jones is in the room. <laughs> All right. So hey, uh, I mentioned the war on Texas. We should get to that news story real quick. So, folks, by the way, if you're going to be out at the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference, we'd love to have you come by. We have the mayor of Bismarck stopping by, Steve Bakken, 
Greg Wiles, the forestry director, is going to be stopping by, too. We're going to talk about some trees. Uh, what else do we have? We've got uh, Panther pressure systems. I'm going off memory, so I do apologize. We have the North Dakota Watchdog going to be stopping by, too. Dustin Goverlow, who, by the way, are you ready for this? Yes. You ready for this, tease? I'm ready. Remember how I mentioned that I've only had a handful, like maybe three interviews that have never aired here? Hmm. And one of them was the interview on Greta Thunberg, the mural in downtown Fargo. Oh, the yes. The interview I did I, with Mike Williams. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. Former city commissioner Mike Williams, mm. who spearheaded the campaign to bring the mural of Greta Thunberg to mm. downtown Fargo yeah. after a group of Bismarckians did death threats to the artist and the poor right. property owner. That's right. Well, Dustin Goverlow, who was on last Friday night, was on the Renaissance board at that time. Interesting. Different so angle on it. They huh? were getting involved. Yeah. Because of some some technical loophole that says that says if you're in a Renaissance zone, basically so and so has the ultimate authority that if you're going to put up a mural or whatever, they can veto it. So they were basically trying to compare it to, I believe, pornography and just, you know, killing babies and just anything that, you know, in the history of mankind that has been banned on a public mural. Yeah. And why don't we burn some books while we're at it? Well, and you know, as well as I do, those are just, that's a fail safe. That's just in case somebody puts up a big giant, poster of Caligula exactly uh, you know the modern day Caligula mm-hmm. what, what is the modern day Caligula because we probably have half of our audience have has no idea that it means orgy Caligula means orgy right well Caligula was a ruler but yeah in that means, context yeah, it meant it means orgy. party man yeah yeah he was a, he was a, a ruler that had nightly orgies right? basically so okay. any metal band in the 80s think of that right think Vince Neil so no <laughs> so nobody will put up anything of Motley Crue. Let's just, all right, that, we should have led with that. Right, right, yeah. Motley Crue is worse than porn. <laughs> That's the way it would be. That would be the way to explain so it. So he's yeah. going to come by, and uh, he doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to ask him, because we had a very good off-the-air conversation about his involvement with that Greta Thunberg mm-hmm. mural. And, you know. What was that, three years ago now? Four years ago? Probably four. Yeah, okay. Something like that. All right, so the dust is settled enough. Oh, that you I can... just remember that poor bastard, that poor baker. Yeah, well, it was just something to try to. He was just trying to be a nice guy. Yeah. Because he was, he was just trying to support the arts. Yeah. You know, and. and um, That'll I, teach you. I, I wouldn't <laughs> have, but I, I wouldn't have allowed it on my building. Hmm. And I do think the baker made the right call. I, I think. Uh, at the end of the day, though the the you know the means to the end wasn't yeah wasn't a very good uh, nobody comes out of it looking very good. It's in another the black eye in North Dakota. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah. Just another another one of those. So all right, so let's get to the war on oil and gas coming out of Texas. I saw that headline, so I'm glad you grabbed it because it uh, it's a nut. Now Colorado, mm-hmm. the governor came out two years ago. And called it a war on oil and gas. Yeah. I believe uh, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, AOC have also used that discourse, that terminology, the actual phrase, war on oil and gas. That is an important thing to mention. Because if it's a war on oil and gas, the government is going to fund against the oil. 
Okay. War on drugs. War right. on cancer. You name it. This it's has a been war going, on everything, man. It's a war on homelessness. Yeah. What they do is they spend money against the cause. So go on. I just wanted to make that context that historically speaking, when the word war on comes, comes into public like that, yep. that's generally against the government. So that means that the government is against oil and gas. So Texas is saying, hey, feds, it's wartime. That's how I interpreted the headline. Go on. Well, and it's interesting, too, because Bloomberg is reporting that based on Goldman Sachs' own assertion is that overall the Biden administration has actually been bullish for oil in the first six months. But Texas lawmakers, and we talked about this last week when they were talking about, I think it was Senate Bill 13, uh, that was going through. Now they've got another one. But, you know, they feel like oil and gas remains firmly under threat. And uh, they feel like big oil is clearly falling out of favor with large swaths of the private sector, which is increasingly divesting from emissions heavy industry. That's another word we're really starting to hear a lot. Divesting, right? There's also been talk, and this is something that you've been mentioning at least for a year or so, is, is big oil the new big tobacco, Right. They're actually is bringing good, that in. They're talking about it because there's been a, a think piece written recently just about that, talking about how big oil it may become. The that new was big the tobacco. specific words I used yep. in that meeting with the energy company where I said, um, I believe that big oil is the next big tobacco. And they were very offended, very offended. And I felt like, okay, well, another example, kill the messenger. I mean, I'm not going around. You know, it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be the next big tobacco because it's not tobacco. No, but at the but, same time, yeah, you, you, I can't stick my head in the sand. No. And it's like I've been trying to tell people there are a lot of people that get paid a lot of money to educate. They have failed miserably over the last 10 years. Well, obviously, if we're having this conversation well, yeah, right now, Frackleberry okay, agrees. What I've been trying to tell people is that I get it that you're trying to say it's the next big tobacco, big oil is. Mm -hmm. But tell your legislative leaders that they need to understand that you can't power your home with Marlboros. Right. And Joe Camels, do not power your car. Yeah. I don't care how many camel so dollars you got. if anybody like this happens where somebody starts bringing in, is this the next big tobacco? Or if there's an actual think tank where there's government money going to study this shit? Yeah. Well, all that's going to do is plant seeds and put it in people's heads. That's why we didn't talk about it much on the program. But if this is the new norm now, if we're just going to compare and just actually air our dirty laundry on the air, well, I'll be a part of that. Well, and it's, it's something not? that it's starting to get traction, it looks like. Well, this is know? all, like I've been saying, this is the smoking ban. Yeah. But if they're just going to give the same money to the same people so that they can just get the same results... I think that's how you define insanity, expecting different results by that's doing how the same thing over and over again. That's how you define a handful of companies controlling the global oil supply by right. the end of next year. I think it'll take that long, What else right? is that story? So saying? they're talking about how there's a new bill, right? So last time we were talking oh, about- Oh, a new one now. New oh, bill. So okay. New bill on the new Texas reaction. docket is House Bill 17. All you people that have been, you know- that we've been calling crazy for 10 years that have been trying to warn of this. Well, hey, something new now. Yeah. We've got something new for people to get excited about so we can still 
demonize and leper shame those people who've been trying to warn us. <laughs> well, they're not in the club. Well, no, but I'm sure they'll take their ideas and run with it, right? Well, now they take, yeah, now they take mm-hmm. their, their crazy ideas and give it to the people in the club because they got money to spend now. Well, what's crazy 10 years ago is now news. <laughs> That's what's funny to me. So House Bill 17 would prohibit Texas municipalities from barring natural gas as a fuel source in newly constructed residences. Do they really say Subdivisions and other developments. Yeah. In Not fact, HB? It's, they call it House Bill 17, and this no, is no, interesting. No, no, what it's supposed to be called. Yeah. Most people get lazy and put HB. No, no. So, and okay. check this out, too. This is how they define it in this article. Petroprotectinist legislation. What so was it? Petroprotectionist. Really? Yeah. Interesting, huh? That's a female derivative suffix, isn't it? Protectionist? I, you, you've got me there, man. Lioness? Grammar? No, if that's... Because if it is... That is genius. No, that is actually using their sub, submissive, sub, subliminal, subliminal, subliminal. There's a submarine word in there. There's, there's a sub somewhere. But if that's there's an if, undertext. If, if that word comes from a, uh, uh, a female derivative, you know, in, in the um, Spanish language, they still sure. do that. French, yeah, they still yeah, do that. Yeah. Americans, we don't do that. We don't have a female and oh, a dude, male version of words. Do English we? is such a mishmash of. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, a mess, man. It's spaghetti against the wall. It's one of the hardest languages to learn if you don't speak it natively. It's always been a goal of mine to uh, create a word to be accepted in the lexicon and the English Webster's Dictionary, like The Rock with SmackDown. Right. That's awesome. Well, you, How, I mean, you do redonkulous. That's, that's yeah, a good it's one. Made a, it's stolen from Parks and Rec. Ah. That's from Chris Traeger. Redonkulous. Redonkulous. That's hilarious. Makes you sound like a ridiculous donkey. <laughs> I, I, I laughed at that. That was funny. So Texas is apparently not the only state to file such a bill. About a dozen similar bills have already been filed in states, including Kansas, Minnesota, and Ohio. This is interesting. So the article here talks about how they see the future of Texas is not positioning itself as the last of the old guard for fossil fuel. Hold on. But back, at the back forefront the of a renewable movement. This bill that's introduced, this bill that's introduced. Yes. This is for oil and gas or against? This is for because it's a preventative measure in response to such bans, which have already been enacted in states like California, which have required new homes to be powered with more climate friendly energy. sources. And this bill's going in Minnesota, too. This is a bill that's similar. That's going in Kansas, Minnesota and Ohio. And those would be pro oil and gas, too. Yeah. In Minnesota? Yeah, basically what they're doing is that there's, the bills would bar natural gas as a fuel source. They would make it, they would prohibit an area from barring natural gas. So it would just be keeping it the same. I mean, now if you go out in town around here, you've got a couple options, but most of the time it's propane or natural gas. We might need to reset the whole government. <laughs> if this is, I'm serious, if, if we're... If we've solved all of our homeless problems by now, right. and we've solved all the joblessness problems, because we're making bills about Bigfoot hunting season, hitting protesters on the side of the road, and telling people that they can or cannot use natural gas to keep warm in the wintertime. Well, yeah, how much? This is, our government is officially 
what's absurd there, about it to me is you've got you got some people that say maxed out you you can't have natural gas and you got other people saying you can only have natural gas in response to that it's like the hell are we doing man it is um it's like a soft core version like I said, of a I think the civil war needs to be reset and yeah. i mean this is ridiculous to where um i i was joking the other day that I actually think probably the number one lobbyist right now would be a lobbyist for the people. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the elected officials were supposed to be. I was going to say that's kind of what they're but there for. In the last 10 years, I can very confidently say the majority of the elected officials that have been in office in my lifetime, mm-hmm. they work for a handful of companies. Yeah. They do. Oh, yeah, man. It's, and in their in, in their sick, twisted mind, they believe that's for our best interest because those people create jobs. Yeah. So I get that in their sick, twisted mind, that's how they believe they're helping it's us. It's easy, too. It's always, they, it's, yeah. it's always been easier. It's like, I'll give you money because I know who you are, and you've already got money, so obviously you know what to do with money. So I'm going to give it to you instead of trying to figure out the complicated ways of giving it to the people that matter. I can't be the only one. I cannot be the only one that does the math every time I see. Okay, well, my state, North Dakota. We'll just use my state, North Dakota. Governor, there you go. Pick on the rich governor, right? Let's just easy. Low-hanging fruit, right? We like those. He's one of the wealthiest guys in the state. Mm -hmm. One of the largest landowners as far as commercial property in the state. I don't know about his agriculture investments. I know uh, Ed Schaefer and Dalrymple Mm -hmm. are very big landowners, okay? The former governors. And that's just the stuff in this this state right. that we know of. Yeah. So when I see, for example, that last year, last year, Doug Burgum got $100 million in tax credits, mm-hmm. tax breaks, or money given to him, right? Whatever that might be. Well, North Dakota doesn't even have a million people. Doesn't even have a million people. Right. So in my head, I round up and I think, well, if there was a million people in North Dakota, then each person gave him 100 bucks. Why did the gal working three jobs mm-hmm. have to give the richest, one of the richest guys in the state $100? Got to bail out but, the richies, man. But I don't blame Bergham for that. That's the problem. I don't blame the rich guy for that. I blame the politicians. Hmm. Well, they're the ones making it happen. Right. Well, they enable it. They could it. stop it at any time. Yeah. And that's who... That's what I mean. And that's where it's a little bit tricky because most people are going to say, oh, he's dogging the governor. No, actually, I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's if, if he wants to accept it, that's on him. That's his own cross to bear. Right. But that's I'm not going to judge him on that. Because if I was in that position, I'd probably do the same thing. Well, and if those avenues Again, were open to you. Bitching out of jealousy. <laughs> Again, if those avenues, if those were, avenues open, were open to you, if you had those types of of opportunities, why wouldn't you take them? Right? Well, totally. Yeah. And so you can see that when they open the floodgates, all the usual suspects come running in because they know if they don't get the opportunities, they're going to go away. It's like when the the school and the police and the firemen and all if we don't spend this money, we're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, you should lose it. Because that's government tax money. Right. That should go back to the people. Yep. Not so that every year you guys can go to Chili's mm-hmm. 
and go spend a thousand dollars because you're going to lose it next year. <laughs> but be, I mean, seriously, right? That, think of how many how that's that's an accepted excuse to go spend government money. Yeah, you don't want to leave that on the table no. for next quarter, man. And these are Republicans enabling this this yeah. stuff. You know, everybody does. I mean, that's that's it, it's a system. It's a system that's been enabled. So, folks, yeah, are you ready for this? Little this manic is, this is more than just a couple guys complaining over coffee on a Monday morning. <laughs> because after the Williston Basin Conference, we're going to start the interviews for our leadership series. Yay. Oh, this is... We've been teasing about it for a while for a reason. Because what we're going to do is we're going to do a reset on leadership and define the current leaders. For example, for example... The realm of reality and the planet of platitudes. <laughs> like that. The, yeah. the leaders that use that. I mentioned the other day on uh, last Friday when we talked to Dustin Goverlow from the North Dakota Watchdog Network. There's this whole group of North Dakota Republicans that it's now known that they're called rhinos. Republicans by name only. Mm-hmm. Or Republicans in, in name only. Name only. Yeah. Oh, you're nodding your head. You know about this? Oh, I've known about rhinos for years. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah. So I, because I, I here I thought I was scooping a story. <laughs> so I asked him. I said, "Hey, what's this about the rhinos, the elephants, and the bees and the bears and all this stuff?" You did know? he sit you down on his knee and say, "Well, Jason, when two rhinos, no, it wasn't there's, that conversation." Well, it turned into where there's a three party split right now in, in the in the Republican Party, mm-hmm. and then we got on a whole different vein of conservatives because there's not one conservative. There's not one fiscal conservative left in the North Dakota uh, Republican Party. All they do is get money and spend it. There's not one fiscal conservative Republican left in the North Dakota Republican Party. That's worth mentioning twice. Mm-hmm. Well, take go ahead and take a look, and you can see when governments grow and who's in office. I don't need to be the messenger. They already kicked me out of three oil oil meetings, <laughs> or big oil meetings, because I mentioned you guys are the next tobacco. They didn't like hearing that. No, no. But apparently it's okay when other people say it. Well, when it's part of a think piece, you know, when it's part of a... Right, they'll, they'll give money yeah, to that. Yeah, it's a think. It probably came out of some think right. tank, right? Yeah. I can't wait for them to spend a couple hundred thousand bucks to learn what ESG is so they can educate me after we're done with the forest. See, they could pay the, us half of that and we would do that for them. <laughs> e stands for everybody. <laughs> S stands for Saul. G stands for Goodman. Everybody, Saul Goodman. <laughs> hey, Mockenberg, Mockenberg. Hey, Mockenberg, Mockenberg. Hey, Mockenberg, Mockenberg. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Well, I'm riding my buffalo. Spending time on the prairie, you know. Yeah, I'm a grizzly bear. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. Hey, Mockingbird, Mockingbird. Hey, Mockingbird. The 
Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by... American Directional Driller, especially designed for the American Directional Driller to measure bottom hole assembly equipment up to 40 feet. As of release, this product is unmatched in the marketplace. This heavy-duty 40-foot tape measure has three measurement scales on an extra-wide blade. Pick up this 40-foot tape measure at Amazon.com or be sure to check out their website, AmericanDirectionalDriller.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spees with a fresh cup of coffee. That's a good job. Cup of coffee here in the morning. Monday morning, Cornhole Palace going to happen a little bit later on Woo-hoo! today. Mike Lindell. Pillow guy. My pillow guy. Yeah, I thought it was my pillow, man. It's not your pillow. It's my pillow. It's all of our pillow. The people's pillow. Nope. Don't even go down that <laughs> route. Nope. Let's not even joke about that. I like Mike Lindell because I like to be entertained. I have never met the man. I have no idea what was written on the secret dossier documents coming out of President Trump's (laughs) Air Force One meeting. I have no idea if he's the president of QAnon. I have absolutely no idea about anything about Mike Lindell except he's a very successful businessman with a very interesting mustache choice. There you go. But... He's the guy with the money. He's the guy that gets the TV time. Yeah. And it's probably because of his mustache. So I'm not trying to be snarky. Again, I'm jealous. And he's going to be at the Corn Palace, he's man. He's going to be at the Corn Palace down in uh, Mitchell, South Dakota, That's a right. little bit later on today. Yep. I got to, I, I, after this program, after you and I are done here in Fargo, North Dakota, I got to hop into the vehicle. That runs on petroleum, mm-hmm. runs on gasoline. Good old dinosaur death. Not a, a non-electric vehicle. I right. got a lot of electric components, though. Yes, absolutely. And I'm heading, making my way to Bismarck for the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference. And we got to get the Industrial Forest Studios set up. 
get it constructed. Mm-hmm. Got to tear it down. So I'm going to miss up. the Cornhole Palace. Corn Palace. Yeah. Well, no, there is a cornhole competition taking place, I think, adjacent to this event. I know, man. Business I- idea. Ready? Okay. Business idea. Right. All right. We are going to go find a piece of land and create a natural from the earth. From the earth. Corn from hole. the earth. Cornhole place that, what you know, would you call it a field a, 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 i don't know a, but it, but if it could be on a fjord that'd be cool all right i heard you use yeah you wanted me to go fj with fjord yeah yep. <laughs> but uh boy you know like a little bowl right uh-huh. you have like a little bowl nature's corn and hole. you go out and you call it nature's cornhole oh wow man i'm seeing i'm seeing the t-shirt and hat possibilities i can't wait to see the billboard that just says nature's cornhole next exit and just see who shows up i'm gonna take that turn (laughs) man i'm gonna check that out i think you gotta have a camera at the off ramp for security reasons (laughs) right just just to prepare yourself what's coming to see what's going on with nature right in case you disappear (laughs) the cops will know all right we better do some news here some actual uh, news let's do a couple of those oil stories yeah man we'll, we'll end with the cornhole story so interesting this is this might be kind of a first uh major u.s pipeline halts operations after cyber attack oh yes yes the cyber attack right yeah so this was over the weekend this was on friday so one of the largest pipelines in the u.s was forced to halt some of its operations friday after a crippling cyber attack on its energy infrastructure colonial pipeline which funnels refined gasoline and jet fuel from texas to new york said in a statement late Friday that it was shuttering 5,500 miles of pipeline in an attempt to contain the breach. Can I ask you a serious question? I don't, I don't know. Can you? You, um, you grew up in Saudi Arabia, yes. so you spent age 10 to... 8 to whatever 16, 17, yeah. Yeah, 10 years out there and then yeah. came back and... I was know, a returning student. Returning student, this. if you will. During your times, I've seen a lot of jokes that a lot of foreign countries get American pop culture three to ten years later. Huh. Did that happen over there? Did you guys were you were your st- stories were your TV shows were they current or were they a year or two behind? It was or? usually a little bit behind. Granted, I lived there like pre-internet days, but yeah, like the best thing you would get is somebody who came back from summer vacation. They would have the new music. They would have the new clothes. They would have the new trends, you know. So yeah, you were pretty much like a yearly every every time somebody came back cheers. from a trip, you would yeah, cheers. We did get cheers. But when was cheers? Did you get at the same time we got it, or was it? You did, but it was you know it was episodes out of order. There was ones that they didn't play at all because they had to censor out so much of the stuff. Or oh, okay, yeah. So okay. Y- you didn't get like the consistency like you guys did here. Okay, yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is because I'm wondering if you know diehard. Four with the guy from Justified is making it overseas now, right? And is this a cyber attack? Because that whole movie was based on this, right? That's that was right? my the first whole, thought. The actually. whole plot yep. of Die Hard, which Die Hard was it? Die Hard Forever. That was four. Four. Live free, Die Hard. I think, or I, I have no idea. It was a terrible one. Yeah, it was the guy from Deadwood and Justified. Yeah, and silk shirts didn't do me didn't for me as a villain. Yeah. The one thing I do remember about Die Hard Four. Die Hard with a Vengeance, colon, colon. Die Hard with a Vengeance, <laughs> is the uh, Asian-American girl was smoke show hot. Mm. His girlfriend yeah. that falls in the elevator shaft, yeah. 
spoiler given there. <laughs> I apologize. Doesn't she drive a car up the elevator shaft? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. So back to the pipeline story. <laughs> this comes just a few months. Most people might have forgotten about this. Russian intelligent operatives were targeting solar winds and another attack by Chinese agents against Microsoft. They're focused on data theft. I had so many fears from my childhood just came out right there. The Russians are coming. Right. The Chinese, the Chinese. are coming, man. Holy crap. This man. represents one of the first times, though, where they're targeting physical infrastructure. Well, this is well, the other part that's amazing, though, is that this is uh, really the first, hey, people pay attention because the protesting and the cyber attacks, they can go hand in hand now. Because to me, the first thing. The second thing I thought of after Die Hard 4, colon, Die Hard with a Vengeance, is... That's Die Hard 3. Don't, I'm sorry, I have to correct you. Oh, die is it really? Hard, die Hard with a Vengeance, Die is, Hard Was 3. it die, die Harder? Live Free, Die Hard. Oh, Live Free, is Die four. Hard. Okay. I'm sorry. Nope. I don't nope. want anybody out there to just discount what you're saying because you were totally wrong. Hey, I, I, I will take my Die Hard lickens. <laughs> Keep on um, tickens. <laughs> but the... Uh, protesters when they did the spray paint in colorado yeah shut down so now pipeline. they've got spray paint protests shut down pipelines mm-hmm. cyber attacks shut down pipelines yeah this is interesting you know ever since it's a new world ever since hurricane katrina what's that 10 plus years ago 15 mm-hmm. years ago ever since then i think it really showed how fragile our infrastructure is right and how easy it is for things to just kind of collapse and whether it's natural or man-made or, or something else. but Might, th- even, might even argue Y2K. Uh, Y2K might have been the uh, kind of the... Dress rehearsal? Uh, for showing how freaked out we can get. You know, really, because yeah. the, the amount of freak out compared to the reality, astronomical. Yeah. Re- oh, really? Chase Bank is not going to fix a, a zero problem? They're not... Really? I mean, and the, the government did what the government always does. They spend a ton of money with the same people to piggyback on a problem that's already being solved so that then they can spend a lot of money with the same people to, to pat themselves on the back. Right. If you go back at the last 30 years, like I have in my lifetime, that is a reoccurring theme that the same people in power continue to do mm-hmm. with a lot of the same people. Oh, what do you do if you have power? Do you give it up? No. You try to get more power, and you try to stay in power. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the end game. That's why I could never understand being like a mobster or something like that. I could be like, yeah, it'd be cool to have the money, but it just seems like those guys are always worrying about a bullet in the back of the head. Do you want to know what the secret behind the mafia is mm. in my, my world? And I believe this is true in business, folks. Because if you take a look at what's going on in a lot of different boardrooms and businesses, they're all yes men. <laughs> they're all yes, API. Yeah. Mike Summers next week or tomorrow. I'm, he's going to be where I'm at. I'm going to yeah. try to get an interview with him to find out what the heck is going on with the climate tax and, and the carbon pricing. And, and, yep. and I think a fair question is, do you think people are afraid of you? Mm-hmm. Because when you fight tooth and nail for 10 years against the climate tax, spend billions of dollars, and then on a dime, you change gears and nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. I think a fair question is, is that 
is an environment been created where people are afraid to speak up well, and, within and their own industry? In that decade or so of time, you had millions of dollars going to the same ad, ad companies, the same lobbyist type companies yeah. that it basically it, it just sort of sustained itself yeah, on it's inertia. Their own little game. Yeah. yeah, it's their own little game. But That's so, why they switch so easy, is my guess, is because it is. It's where's the money going to come from? Oh, the money's going to come from there. We better switch up. Totally. It's the old brother where art, art thou leadership. Mm-hmm. Where How's my hair? The soggy bottom boys are going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. They're up on stage, and he's all mad, been chasing them the whole movie, going to put them in jail, sees that they're the big hit of the place. Well, let's just call this soggy bottom day. Yep. Let's just, hey. Make them advisors. Totally. He, he went from being, uh, that's the old brother, where art thou oh, leadership? Man. Yeah. It's the way of the wind, baby. Absolutely, where so, the wind blows. Um, What's this story about now? It's about the cyber attack yep. and just pointing out the problems. Just pointing out the problems. They, they, did they, anything happen? Basically, they they got attacked and they did had. The, did the flame go through the pipes like in the movie? No, it wasn't that cool. Okay, nothing. No, blew. the White no. House. Once did not they blow learned up. they were a victim of the attack, they proactively took certain systems offline did, to contain the threat. Did a video and the voice from Saw. No. Nobody did that either? No, okay. that would have been cool, though. Well, that was, in, right? that was yeah. in Die Harder, too. Yeah, or like a Joker attack or something. No. In fact, it, from what I can tell, Die all Die Hard, it, Harder. Harder. What was the name of it? Die Hard 2 was Die Harder. I know, I yeah. know. And after I said that, it went, dang it, that was yep, Die Hard 2. Yep. What was Die Hard 4 again? Live free, live free and die. die yeah that's my last die live free hard. or die hard okay. i think he made another one i didn't see the one where he went to russia yeah no, I, I could care less i think man. he went to russia he's just giving it up he phones it in dude <laughs> so yeah interestingly Mongoose enough plane. It, it, to me from what i'm able to tell is this caused no actual damage but because of the breach it caused them to shut things down yeah, it's, so it is very much like that spray paint pipe yeah line it's, story. it's cyber spray paint is what it is. it is cyber spray paint but you know for me it's like scary because usually these things happen as a way to figure out what can you do two new terms today natural cornhole <laughs> And Na- and cyber cornhole. spray paint. Cyber, Nat- cyber spray paint's a great name. Cyber spray paint and nature's cornhole. You're right. Nature's cornhole. Those are the two opening bands at the Bach and Barbecue. <laughs> I suppose you could take, you know, wood stumps mm-hmm. and drill holes in those. You know, like kind of have a sending. Sure. You know, like you have a, a two-inch tall wood stump and right. then have a hole in the middle. And then have a six-inch tall wood stump with a hole in the middle. There you go. And then have an eight-inch one. Yeah. Just like the cornhole, right? Uh-huh. The, 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 the angle. So you could do that. Maybe that's the industrial forest cornhole game. See, now I'm thinking like oh, it's like mini putt almost. This is awesome, right, actually. With, yeah. Industrial forest cornhole game. I'm going to do that at the, bar- at, at the barbecue. We can top that off with our pollinator idea. Oh, keep that. Did, did we? Was that on the air? No. Let's keep that okay, off the keep air. that off the air. That's a good name. Yeah, too. you didn't hear that. Our get rich quick note, schemes. <laughs> note to self: edit that out. Yeah, stop talking. <laughs> hey, did we edit that? I'm not sure, Bill. But when you come back in time, put a key behind. Yeah, the, that's right. Behind the trash can, yep. and you can get us out of jail. <laughs> Man, wouldn't that have been great that's if you Bill could just leave folks. notes to your future self to come back? Just had to do a little Bill and Ted's reference. Oh. I might have to watch that movie on the way to Bismarck. While you're driving. Of course. Okay. <laughs> What's the hey, speaking of North Dakota here, Marathon Petroleum announces wind energy agreement for Dickinson Renewable Diesel Facility. 
Bum, bum, bow. Boy, that's interesting. Yeah. So Marathon Petroleum Corporation has signed an agreement with One Energy Enterprise to install five 2.3 megawatt wind turbines at MPC's renewable diesel facility in Dickinson, North Dakota. I'm gonna. I got to find out and see if that's like the most subsidized power plant in the history of mankind. Well, because, if it's in North Dakota, it is, well, right? If, if it's the one I'm thinking about. One Energy. If it's the one I'm thinking about. Uh, oh no! It's sold a couple times, and I think okay. Mar- I think Marathon owns it now. And so, um, if they're getting into wind subsidy money, mm-hmm. that's going to crack me up because uh, I've got photos because I was at the original groundbreaking ceremony for this refinery. Oh, really? I got a tour of it and the whole deal, and they rolled out the red carpet, baby. Oh, sure. I mean, oh, every dignitary and their grandmother was not only their mother and father, but their grandmother yeah. was there. I mean, everybody this, loves. Grandma. Oh, I mean, it was a celebration. I remember when it was nothing well, but cornfields. Calumet, Calumet, big yeah. international yeah. company, you know, so it was a lot of big players. Uh, I mean, the net worth was, jeez. Ching, ching. There was, there was probably more, Net worth under that tent mm-hmm. when you know the dignitaries were up there speaking, right? Then I would say Kansas, okay. I mean, totally serious. So it was like the Titanic, it's like all the all the upper crust dignitaries in one spot, man. It was the Midwest Titanic, Midwest Titanic. Doubt. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> well, because you had you had a lot of oil and gas, yeah, money from Canada and from the United States, okay. Everything in North Dakota is pretty heavily subsidized, though, isn't it? Not so much in oil and gas, okay. But and, infrastructure, things oh, like that's that. that's different, yeah. yeah. Uh, roads are, I yeah. don't know about pipelines. Ag, yeah, ag, 100%. Totally. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Ethanol refinery, 100%. 100%. You know, type thing. I mean, th- no, there's a buy-in. There's a buy-in, don't get me wrong. Right. And so... Pay to play. But that, that was the first time where I really saw that amount of government resources go into an oil and gas project, okay? And this was like something i've never seen before well then like a year later it sells and because the, re- the recession came all this right. stuff and poor meridian energy group is just esg in it the whole time <laughs> out of the gate cleanest refinery in the world yeah nobody's paying attention to these nobody guys. cares nobody cares and i would do interviews with the ceo and i'd be like i i don't understand it they roll out the red carpet for this other refinery mm-hmm. that's already went out of, you know, they've already had to sell it because the numbers didn't work. Somebody forgot to carry the one. Yeah, but it was a guy I knew. So yeah, but it was why. a guy yeah, I knew. It was a guy I knew. It's, it's, yeah. it's Senator yeah. so-and-so's yeah. brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, he's a good kid, you know? That's Senator Cornelius Cornplop. Yeah, he'll get it right someday. He's going to move on and buy a hockey team next. You know, that Skippy kind of LaDouche. stuff. Skippy LaDouche. Skippy LaDouche. So the turbines are expected to generate more than 40 million kilowatt hours of energy each year, providing approximately 45% of the renewable diesel facilities electricity needs. And they're looking so, at it over a period of about 20 years. This is interesting. I'm going to have to look into this because, you know, Excel Energy, the way that they made money was they built wind turbines. Because the way a lot of these power companies make money is by the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So when I always joke about, and I don't joke actually, but I do joke, it's snarky, about monopolies. These power companies have a monopolies. It's because it's agreed upon. It's, 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 it's literally the best for everybody. But it's... they have a cap. So if you're a power company, like you know, you've got Cass County Electric. Yeah, I think so. There's a certain percentage that they can charge you over the price of energy. So if they buy it for a buck, 
they can only charge you like three percent. Right. It's like literally under five percent. So it's it's that's the big difference between how we've got it set up and how Texas did when they were going through that storm. Right. Totally. Issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way like XL Energy made a lot of money from what I've told and from what I've looked at mm. is building wind turbines. Because when the power lines would go down, well, that's how they made their money. Yeah. Because they made money in the construction, the infrastructure, and, and the building, the state, and, and that sort of thing on that. Well, and it sort of seems like what, what you're doing is you're, you're putting in the turbines that helps, helps with the renewable, helps with the ESG stuff. But also what it does is it provides an alternate source for you to power your facility so that you're able to sell more of your product downstream. Well, that's what I'm wondering right? about how this is going to be integrated in because in the power company example I'm giving you, which is different than the Marathon Oil one, I'm going to point that out right now. Okay. Because this is not a power company. This is an oil company. Right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm still under the belief that oil companies don't get subsidies. Now, if they get a tax break... That's not a subsidy. That's just lowering the taxes. Mm -hmm. So I don't look at that as a subsidy. Now, a subsidy is when the government gives you a million dollars to go do your business. Yeah. Or they give you a lot of money to not plant something. Or whatever it might. Right. Right. Whatever it might be. It's not, oh, last year we taxed you 10%. This year we're taxing you 9%. Mm. That's not a subsidy. No, that's a tax decrease. There's a difference there. Okay. So... When I'm talking about these monopolies, I'm just pointing out as a, as, as a way to take a look at how an organization can create a new revenue generator mm-hmm. by using government subsidy money. So if Marathon's doing that, good for them. Because yeah. what they're doing is what the government's telling them to do, which is you need to become a full-on energy company, and that is embracing all forms of energy, yeah. everything above. And oh, by the way... The way we're going to allow you to transition into it is by paying for it. And One Energy will provide a $5,000 megawatt scholarship to local high school graduates pursuing two or three or four-year degrees in science, tech, engineering, or math. That's $25,000 for every year of the turbines. Well, you know, it's that whole... It is. It's good business. That's that's yeah, what I that's, that's what I like about this type of capitalism is it's it's good business to bring it in. It's good business for the community. It's good for the science. It's good for the planet. No, you know? it's it's a positive. It's a positive. The part I do not like yeah. is I do not like the subsidies. I do not like the subsidies going to wind energy, and I do not like the oil and gas companies enabling the transition. Right. Okay? With that said... Well, they're seeing where the wind blows. With that right? said, I would have did it 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Because we did. Yeah. We, that's why we went non-political. I saw the handwriting on the wall. I could have went political, made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Could have, you know, I mean, I, I got invited to be a part of some Trump stuff. Yeah. But I did not want to be polarized. And it wouldn't have moved the needle for what you want to move the needle for at all. No. What we wanted to do was the industrial forest. Yeah. We want to do the, you know, the, the educational part of the coexistence yeah. of oil and energy as apolitical as as possible yeah right and like i've always brought up coal before that maybe we're going to find out that burning coal is not what we want to do but we're going to find out that coal is going to be the most valuable resource on the planet because it's going to help sterilize salt water right okay because coal does a great job of of taking out toxins and 
and and filtration oh, and that sort of stuff. Well, and the, you were talking to me the other day about something. Was it was coal ash? Fly ash. Fly ash. Yeah, fly ash. That was something that made me wonder. Yeah, is that, yeah, is, that, is that the is what's happening with that industry? The by, those byproducts. It's interesting because um, my someone is listening. Mm-hmm. Someone was listening when we talked about the fly ash. Yeah, because the next time I logged on the computer, this is no lie. Mm-hmm. So when I log on the computer, oh, my, you mean Alexa was listening to my, you? <laughs> my homepage, my homepage was um, it's three news stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's and it's generally something from the Atlantic or or Smithsonian or you know it's mm-hmm. it's a highly intelligent piece. Right. Okay, twelfth grader above reading level. And, and then it's and yeah, it's like long format right. and you know that sort of thing. And then the the next one is generally. Honestly, it's it's something science related or psychology related mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the third is always a hodgepodge of just kind of random weird stuff, right? Yahoo Sports and Yeah, yep, right. Sports yep, is in there, yep. pop culture's yep. in there. It's just all Rubik's Cube, you know, sure. whatever. Just kinda usually metal floss gets thrown in there. And so they know me pretty well. Uh-huh. They the know algorithms me pretty well. have you yeah. pegged. And so anyway, this was the middle one. This was the, the, the science and the, you know, the, the, yeah. or the engineering, you know, that, that the, um, anyway, but uh, the headline was about cement, how cement is one of the top polluters on the planet, but there's no discussion to get away from it anytime quick. The hell would you replace cement with? So, and that, that was pretty much what, what, it, what this very quick synopsis was yeah, about, Yeah, it's right? like, okay. Uh, and it was on some publication that was above the Atlantic, mm-hmm. right? So it's this... The snooty Atlantic people might subscribe to this one that right, it came right. from, right? So nobody's reading it, <laughs> right? No, Noam Chomsky and his five buddies might read it. That's Talk it. about siloing right but it's there, a true, man. But it's a true problem. Yeah. It's a real problem. And uh, But I went, first thing that went in my head is, interesting how that article, because you can see it, it was from six months ago. Hmm. That article from six months ago popped up in my news feed, the day after Sterling and I talked about, hmm, what are they going to do about fly ash? Uh, yeah, I noticed that kind of stuff on Facebook. And, was it the microwave listening? Yeah. Was it the refrigerator listening? Yep. Was it my computer listening? Yeah. Was it my phone listening? Your smart toilet? I think it knows too much. If my toilet listens, <laughs> the shit it hears. <laughs> What's next? Oh, boy. Okay, here. Well, I thought we would bounce over. We've actually talked about most of our news stories that we wanted to, but this one kind of popped up in relation to that Texas one we were talking about. I'm sorry. Did we flush the other one out? We did. We're all flushed out now, man. So remember how we were talking earlier about big tobacco, big oil, right? Well, what we're starting to see is a trend of ad companies that are stepping away from oil and gas. Yeah, it's been for a couple of right? years now. And it's yeah. sort of an echo of the cigarette yep. exodus. So they're talking about a groundswell of activism from organizations such as Greenpeace. Are they still around? Uh, trying to rally the advertising industry around the climate conscious cause of boycott, boycotting, boycotting big oil's increasingly frequent greenwashing ad campaigns. I think Greenpeace has a sale. Man, Five joints for a buck. 
I think that's a different green piece. Oh, man. different green yeah. piece. Yeah, okay. you're getting you're getting some good ads though. One recent feel good campaign from Chevron. That's a great name, isn't it for a for a Colorado dispensary Greenpeace? I'm, you that's know a what? Great name. I'm guessing that's probably a lawsuit waiting to happen, right? Hey, so man. Greenpeace great some, great filed a complaint exposure. against Chevron for an ad they did saying that it accused Chevron of consistently misrepresenting its image to appear climate-friendly and racial justice-orientated, while its business operations overwhelmingly rely on climate-polluting fossil fuels. So, Jeez, while disproportionately harming communities of color. It's just all the boxes, everything that's... Think about it. If I think something's bad and you think something else is bad, probably the only thing we can agree upon is that everything is wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah. Killing babies. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, what I, that's where my mind goes every time. Well, you know, it's like, it really is the cutting off your nose to spite your face thing, Yeah. right? It's like, if somebody came out tomorrow and there was a scientific study like the concrete thing and said, this just in, breathing oxygen is actually really bad for the planet and us long-term. That'd get buried just like the concrete because they'd look at that and go, we can't do anything about that. I mean, we haven't even talked about... Why we, even bitch about that one? We haven't one? talked about Elon Musk on SNL. Dear but, God. Um, that's where we're going. We're, we're going to the point to where there's certain leaders out there that they've got Jim Jones followers. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do. I'm curious. Is there other like countries... They, to where that that have an Elon Musk, the they would. Oh yeah, and Elon Musk is one of those where he's got enough idol worshippers to where Muskade, where he could, yeah, he could say drink the Muskade, drink the Muskade, God, and they would. That sounds like something that comes from the anus of a beaver, doesn't it? It's not exactly. It sounds like something Ron, which Burgundy surprisingly would is supposed to taste like vanilla. I read about the other day. So yeah. pungent, pungent, yeah. Very pungent. <laughs> smells like tainted cheese. <laughs> and we're back to the Colorado dispensary. Okay, there we go. Full but circle on that one. The uh, the eel, I didn't even watch it. I've, I, I'll, I'm the type of guy that if I catch SNL, it's on YouTube in little clips. Didn't even watch a second. Right. Of it. Uh, but but uh, I did catch a headline. Yeah, there was headlines. He did try to plug his uh, new currency he created. Um, Dogecoin. Oh, doggy coin. Doggy coin. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Doggy. See, I've never heard that. I thought doge until I saw the dog and I was like, oh, dog e coin. Gotcha. It is doggy coin. Doggy coin. Oh, I thought it was dogecoin. I don't know anything about it other than it seems like he thinks it's hilarious. And so the price keeps going up, although I think it was worth like 70 cents. By the a, way, a bit. Uh, the cyber attack, Bitcoin is a good prevention against a cyber attack. How so? Well, the cyber attack is a very good, the cyber attack on the grid is a very good reminder how vulnerable we are to a few masters. Okay? Oh, geez, yeah. You know, Equifax. Yeah. Uh, you know, you name it. There's there's a there's a very small handful of companies that if they get breached, your information's out there. Okay, Bitcoin because of the way it's set up, it prevents a lot of that. I mean, there's way too many different uh, hoops and ladders you got to jump. Like there are people that can't even get to their own Bitcoin money. Yeah, 
I've heard about that where that's they lost I mean. their access that's to a, it. That, yeah, that, that's how like a physical access. They'll, but they'll just go get a new phone, right? And they'll be like, "Oh shit, I forgot to get my." I got to get my. I, I, I didn't bring my Bitcoin with me. My cash app. That's interesting. That it's like virtual, <laughs> but it has sort of a physical property to it, almost. You know. So I mean, if you can't even access your own money, the hackers have a heck of a time. So anyway, I just, uh, just yeah wanted to no point it's that out. it's interesting because uh, it's, it's another plug for Bitcoin, and here um, I guess the I still don't happened. understand how it works. I mean, I understand. Oh, just think of basically in order to get your money, you'd have to go to a thousand banks. Okay. And Bitcoin can do it instantly as long as the grid's up. Okay. But if you don't know the right way to do it, right, then you can't do it. And grid dependent. Grid dependent. Grid and dependent. Other things. Yeah. Of course, everything we do financially is grid dependent, really. I mean, when's the last time you paid for something straight up cash? I understand I gave a very butchered, simplified version of it. A lot of Bitcoin people throwing stuff, those bricks. Bitcoin. Throwing Bitcoins at the computer. Now, they're not going to waste those on you. $50,000 a pop. No kidding. No kidding. So, okay, uh, what else we got? Is that... Um, that is the wrap on our main news, but I thought we'd circle back around to good old Mike Lindell at the Corn Palace today. Yeah, what's going on in nature's cornhole? So, uh, of course, my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, chief executive of MyPillow, announced he's holding a rally at the Corn Palace in South Dakota. And uh, the venue's management has been fielding phone calls from about 30 people a day, so they're expecting a really good turnout today. Of course, Mitchell's a town with a population of about 15,000. Uh, it's going to be a, it's being promoted as the Frank Rally, taking its name from Lindell's voter fraud website, Frank. Lindell is expected to speak for about 90 minutes. I also heard Joe, the comedian Joe Piscopo was supposed to be doing an opening set, although I don't see that here, but I did can hear I, that. Can I not be funny but serious for a second? Again? In I, one I, show? I, I did think he died. Joe Piscopo? Yeah, I thought I, I, he was dead. Yeah, well, I did mention, or it was mentioned in an article I read the other day. It's not in this article, so maybe he passed recently. I don't know. I love Joe Piscopo back in the day, man. Is this a weekend at Bernie's thing? You know, Mike Lindell, nothing against the guy, but he does look a little bit like Bernie. He's, he, <laughs> they he, have the same mustache. And, and they, they kind of walk the same way, if you noticed. But uh, I do think that, did re- you know, that remake would work. So Weekend at weekend Bernie's at Lindell's? Three, no, Weekend at Bernie's 3. Uh-huh. It's, it's Bernie's um, Revenge? No, it's, it's Bernie's Bastard Son. Oh, wow. They finally find him. Okay. And he inherits the beach house. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Jonathan Silver and Andrew McCarthy aren't doing anything. No, I bet you they're free. So you could grab the same guys yeah. if you want to bring back. In fact, back I, last I heard, they're actually still living at that beach house. And you could, you could curb your enthusiasm, the whole script, man. You could, <laughs> you could just, you know, just have point of reference and just, just ad lib the whole thing. Yeah, just shoot it in a weekend. Total improv. Just have a dead guy get hit in the groin a bunch of times with buoys and you're fine. Oh, dude, that's like Netflix's most binge show next month. That would actually work, though. I believe that remake would work because yeah. it would be real. And then, uh, for I don't know how you tie the other two back, but... Uh, Remember, Weekend it's Bernie's. not necrophilia, it's necro fun. Weekend at Bernie's was a great movie, and I'm not ashamed to admit I liked it. 
I, yeah, actually, I really enjoyed it. And I actually enjoyed the second one even more because it was so outlandish with the voodoo stuff. I mean, it was just dumb fun, man. <laughs> Rigamortis, the whole deal. Have you ever been so, to the Corn Palace? Uh, I've driven by. You've never actually never been gone. Inside. Dude, it's actually an impressive Is it made location. Of corn? Well, not the whole thing, but it's got these beautiful corn murals on the inside. You know, it only costs $1,700 to rent the whole place for the day. Right? We for, should do that. For real? Yeah, seventeen hundred bucks. We got to. We got to get the corn we palace. We have to have so, the world's largest cornhole tournament at the Corn Palace next week. Oh corn Palace God. is set this to host an event. Better and better. We're we're missing the boat though because next week American Cornhole Association. <laughs> that is not a thing. That is not. They're a thing. they are renting the Corn Palace. That is not a thing. That's not real. That is not real. fake news. American Cornhole, cornhole Association. Association. Now, see, that's the type of group we need to reach out to about nature's cornhole. <laughs> and that's the news. How would that ad even run? Probably not legally. Come out to America's Cornhole yeah. Association. Step into a Cornhole corn Association. Step in. <laughs> Sink one tonight. Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard. American Directional Driller, especially designed for the American Directional Driller to measure bottom hole assembly equipment up to 40 feet. As of release, this product is unmatched in the marketplace. This heavy-duty 40-foot tape measure has three measurement scales on an extra-wide blade. Pick up this 40-foot tape measure at Amazon.com or be sure to check out their website, AmericanDirectionalDriller.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. 
Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines. Eaton Sackle, core line pipe. You said core line as in core, like apple core and then line, is that right? Yeah, core and then line pipe, one word. Yeah, line pipe, sorry. And uh, what is core yep. line pipe? What is that? So core line pipe is, is uh, the language we use. That's the company, and we make a product called core liner. And core liner basically uses a high-grade steel tubular, an X52 steel. Um, and what we've invented in our kind of tech is a, a mechanical joining system that we call click weld. And click weld replaces welding. So we are able to couple high-pressure steel pipe with a mechanical joining system. Uh, and why that actually kind of matters and is important is that allows us to put inside the pipe internal corrosion protection in our factory. So we use a, a high-density polyethylene with an internal fusion system, an electrofusion, inside the each joint of pipe, and then that has mechanical joint. So it's got a modular kind of construction and then you know, plastic protects from internal corrosion, um, and, you know, the mechanical joining contains all the pressure along with the steel. Who's your customer? Who's your customer? We're with Chevron in, uh, in Colorado right now. We're just, we work with kind of everybody in the Canadian market. And um, we're in the middle of a kind of aggressive launch to take our, our solution to a bigger market. now. So, that, so know, pri- is, it, is it primarily the uh, operators you're looking for, or is there anybody in the uh, midstream or upstream or salmon stream or anybody oh, like yeah. that? Uh, operators, midstream. Yeah. Um, I think there's, you know, there's great fit for different industries too, mining, um, mining, watering, transporting uh, corrosive chemical acids for, you know, um, like uh, in situ kind of hard rock leaching keep leeches and all that kind of stuff, uh, slurries. And, you said in situ? Uh, yeah, okay. Just wanted in, to make yeah, sure. Yeah, in situ mining, yeah. Yeah. How about like, uh, you know, uh, I always ask, you know, who's your customer because it becomes very specific or very diverse, you know, and yeah. I'm even finding some of these, a lot of these products, man, municipalities are using them. So not only have oil and gas, you know, well sites found to use for some of these just really unusual products, but municipalities are finding use for them either through their boilers or their pipes or a number of different things. So, um, do you, are you finding success yeah. outside of the oil and gas industry? Well, we, <laughs> it's, you know, we kind of know oil and gas, so that's where we started. Yeah. Um, as you know, the industry's come under, uh, pressure and, and it slowed down. We started to look further. So municipal water or industrial wastewater, huge opportunity. I always look at, I live downtown here and, a, uh, the cost and um, time and challenge to fix just a water line within any kind of municipality is, is so much. You know, you got to shut the road down. 
you're digging it all up and it takes months where if that was a pipeline, you'd have it done in three days kind of thing. So a lot of it has to do with the products that they use. And I, I, I do think there's huge opportunity to use some oil from technology to change, you know, municipal um, construction practices for sure. How's it with the environment? Um, I would imagine the end result is, you know, something that would be very environmentally friendly. It would check a lot of boxes, you know. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how, how deep you get in Canada. I know it's pretty pretty uh, stringent, though. So the what do you what do you call yeah, it? Uh, the, um, the the queen or what's what do you call Lady Canada? It's a it's a female. I know that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Mother Canada. I forget. Then we, got the official head. then we got Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister. Yeah, well, he's in his own the land Governor, of Governor General. Yeah, he's his own land of crazy, but. Uh, that's um, right. Yeah, no, the Governor General is the, the, the uh, official representative of the Queen. The Queen, that's it. The Queen, yeah. Is um, that's right. how's Trudeau been lately? Is he is he uh, opened up uh, to oil and gas, or is it still kind of uh, going one direction? No, he's still going one direction. Yeah, he hasn't. They, they they haven't found out that the lights don't work as well yet. No, not not yet. Okay, okay. maybe they will. They still import, you know, foreign oil uh, to the East Coast and won't let us ship our own oil. Yeah, as long as people are importing, yeah, as long as people are importing, they're not going to have have any understanding, which is really a shame because, you know, and in the last ten years, so many countries really became Amer- uh, became independent, you know, and Canada and the U.S. and even Mexico trading amongst each other. To me, that's still independent. I mean, it's North American oh, yeah. independence is the way to go, in my opinion. You know. Well, if you look at back to the environmental question, yeah, the industry here, you're right. It is extremely stringent, and our companies and our industry, and in the U.S., I've been in every base in the U.S., are extremely diligent. I'm proud of everything we do, but it's forced us to to create products and and look at services completely differently, right? So, our product, for example, has internal corrosion protection, external corrosion protection. It's got two pipes, so it's a pipe and pipe product. So there's dual containment. We can monitor for leaks. It has no gas, no fugitive gas emissions. So it checks all of those boxes, and it provides tremendous environmental value. But but nobody wants to hear about all the great things our industries do in Canada and the U.S. when it's out of sight, out of mind. They can import it, they use it, and and they don't think about you know they'll pay for fair trade coffee, but they don't care to scrutinize their supply chain for, you know, hydrocarbon. It's just, it's fine when they're using it, but it's bad when it's done responsibly in your own country or your own region. Right. Well, I do think there's a lot of, you know, uh, not in my backyard, NIMBY and it's just, it's, it's turning into, you know, window dressing or hubcaps and, you know, so much of it is just very platitude. Like it's just not, I call it the planet of platitudes and, we need to live in the realm of reality because they are two completely different places. You know, I mean, it's it's nice to have hope, but at the same time, you have to live in the realm of reality. I'll give you a great example. Um, when I was doing a meeting with the industrial forest, we're trying to build this network of sustainable forest across the U.S., and we're going to start in North Dakota and then in, in Texas and Colorado, three for next year. When I met with the North Dakota agriculture commissioner we kind of sidebarred a little bit because you know obviously agriculture and i got this idea for 
take it out uh, f- crop insurance and, and flood insurance and that sort of thing by planting trees in areas that flood every year. So instead of paying out crop insurance, why don't we just get a bunch of uh, weeping willows down there? And he looked at me when he said weeping willows. He goes, do you know how much of a pain in the ass those are because of the nutrients they suck, suck out of the soil? He got into a whole tirade about that. And he had to take me off my high horse because my high horse was, yeah. hey, in my perfect world, these uh, well, weeping willow trees suck up 80,000 gallons a month and, you know, all these different numbers I put into it. Well, I didn't even look at the nutrient side because then now you got to add the nutrients in and what is the ripple there and the state and the costs and all these other things. So um, it brought me down and I accepted coming down off my high horse. And I think a lot of people have a hard time accepting that, you know, maybe their ideas are not the best. Um, how does that go in Canada with, with some of the things? You know, I mean, like I said, you guys probably check a lot of the environmental boxes, but at the end of the day, the, co- the, the operator or the, the company still has to use you out in, the, out in the field, right? Yeah. No, you know, I, I think, uh, I, you know, one of the reasons I'm proud of that the industry is working is that they do adopt new technology and they, you know, sometimes you you fight pockets of places that want to do one thing one way, but I think generally it's progressive and always trying to get better. And, and it's been forced to get better. You know, people have had to challenge the way they do things to continue to make money and survive as a business. And and uh, you know, the whole ESG you know thing is I think driving new initiatives. Right, the, the market. You know, investors are are punishing or rewarding companies for their innovations now. So. I think, you know, things are changing in, in a really good way and it's good for us to be pushed. But uh, generally, I, you know, I, I think that people are pretty open to change and that's a world of, of quick change these days. So, Well, I agree. In fact, I think people are being forced to change whether they like it or not. Some are changing, some are being forced to change, but change is happening. So let's talk about yeah. some of the ways people can change uh, in your direction because... You guys have got a product that's been out there for a while. It's field tested. It's uh, environmentally friendly. It's sa- Are you saving money for people at the end of the day? That's 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 the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, no. Um, you know, most probably eighty five percent of the time uh, we are. You know, there's always conditions where um, somebody might have been able to do something a little differently or a little better. But you know, generally the industry seems to be you know, moving towards products like ours and others that provide some of the value. Um, I think it's changed from even, you know, seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, now the minimum expectation is, in most places, is to control internal corrosion, right? You want to build a pipeline that can't have, that has a control in place um, to prevent a, a release. You want to protect your waterways, protect your your you know, forests and, and farmlands and, and all of it, you know, you, you, it's not acceptable to have a pipeline failure anymore. So I, I think the industry's moved more toward this in that regard. Um, to be able to put out a crew with smaller footprint, you know, like we can join uh, 3,500 feet of, of pipe with three people in a day. And that's, you know, you could weld that, but we could, but we're building two pipelines. We're building a steel line and the internal plastic line, right? So, um, it's quite quick. Uh, it's got a really, you know, broad operating range and robust uh, application kind of envelope. And and it's got all these new points of value that are coming into focus. You know, we're talking about methane emissions now and, and uh, uh, midstreamers and, 
you know, EMP companies alike are focused on that. They're looking at tanks, they're looking at valves, they're looking at, you know, areas where they're releasing methane, unintended releases of methane. And now they're starting to look at pipelines as well. And, uh, you know, we've got a great product for that that doesn't have any emissions. And so it's, uh, we're saving money. Uh, we've always said that our, our mandate, and especially in the Canadian industry, which never really got super busy after the kind of 2014 15 um, drop, um, we have to build the best pipeline in the world. And we, we, we can do that. Uh, it's got to be faster than we did it before. You've got to be able to do it with less people, and you've got to achieve um, a lower total install cost. So that's been our goals. And, you know, we continue to grow and expand our customer base and, and deliver that to more and more people. So we're really excited to be launching in the U.S. kind of aggressively now that, you know, steel tariffs and COVID and all that seem to be mostly behind us. And, um, yeah, it's really every day trying to just help deliver those type of solutions to the people that want to build great pipelines. So you guys are doing a, a pipe, like a polymer liner, a pipe, corrosion resistance pipe, and I want to make sure I got this right. Frack water, produced right, pr- produced water, sorry, frack water, produced water, yep. uh, oil, oil, right? You guys are oil. Right, yep. And then how about like a enhanced oil recovery? Do you guys do that too? Yeah, we do lots of, lots of enhanced oil recovery. Water floods, polymer floods. We're uh, looking at a bunch of different things with, you know, CO2 flood, that sort of stuff. Um, we do a ton of work in the Bakken. Um, for and water floods for Crescent Point, uh, just you know, north of, uh, well, I guess northwest of where you guys are, um, or, yeah, northwest. So you know, water flood programs, high pressure injection. So our products can go up to 30, 3,500 psi. Can go high temp. It can do cyclic service. It can do vacuum. It can do all the nasty things that happen. Um, can handle H two S and uh, chlorides. And, so yeah, so anything that's corrosive liquid, high pressure is a, is a strength. So that's kind of the focus of, of what we're doing. Contact. How can people get in touch with you or your company or both? Yeah, get get in touch with us um, through our website. Uh, most of our, our contact information is on there. Get in touch with me uh, through the website as well. It's uh, asackhole at corelinepipe.com. And uh, phone numbers are on there and and uh, and all that sort of stuff. So we've got team of sales reps all over uh, the U.S. that, you know, we're here anytime, day or night. Exclusive interview industry
with Jason Speece. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can see for my 20 companies, they take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota in the United States Senate. Talking to Jason Speece, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Speece. We all like living the crude life, so. <laughs> the Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Dr. Lauren Scott, energy expert and economist, as well as Professor Emeritus at Louisiana State University. This is Dr. Lauren Scott. I think the only way they're going to be able to get people to start using EVs more and more is to force them to, because people are not going to do this naturally. And they're not going to do it naturally because there are a number of what Daniel Jurgen refers to as gateways. There, 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 are, there are problem areas with the adoption of the EVs widely. One is just the cost of the suckers. The Tesla 3 is on the market right now for about somewhere between thirty-eight and $55,000. As compared to a Toyota Camry, which is 25000 they are a lot more expensive. That's the first gateway. And so there's a whole set of lower to lower middle income families that are simply not going to be able to afford these things. The other gateway is it doesn't matter what your income level is. There is the range anxiety problem, and that is the the Tesla Model 3 will only go 220 miles before it has to be recharged. Just to give you an idea, from Baton Rouge to Shreveport is about 250 miles. I was just driving up there the other day to testify in a case for some people. So I would have had to stop somewhere along the way to recharge my car. That brings up another problem, another gateway problem, and that is where the heck would I recharge? To listen to the full-length interview with Dr. Lauren Scott, Professor Emeritus at Louisiana State University and President of Lauren Scott & Associates, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts by clicking on our social media tab. We have the YouTubes, the Facebooks, even the Twitters are now at thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spees asking and always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. 
Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. Change happens no matter whether somebody gets oil or not. Long stories my dad taught me. She taught me again. My, me personally, he said, I do well in my business and I have minerals, but I'd personally not like to see this come. And I said, you know what? Every It, it may not be as bad as you think. It, taught me well and she taught me right she taught me how to see and so I you know swerved for the ditch um, I ended up with uh, I don't remember how many broken ribs you know my lung collapsed I'm you know uh, broke my wrist broke my shoulder broke a vertebrae my foot my knee my um, but my kids were all with me and we'll never fall too far But then I understand where ranchers are coming from now that I do ranch and two, where it's frustrating when you've got them going through their land, their pipelines. And, um, we've got roughly 2,100 people homeless in North Dakota, about 1,400 of them unsheltered. She told me about a long, long road. So he kicked his window out and he jumped out and he ran to stop this truck that I had hit. There'd be no one to take my place, one to wear this crown. He gets out in the ditch and he ran in front of the truck and he's waving and screaming and yelling. She told me about the strength that I need and where it could be found. He jumped up on the running board of the truck and he was like, help, help, mom needs help, call 911. And the guy, like, turned his head away from him. If you're not sharing, then I'm not going to work with you because I won't accomplish my dream, right? The 
greatness of this country was the fact that we had great leaders. And now there's pressure on people to win, get money, do this, cut the system down. The Bernie Madoffs, blah, 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 goes on. We've lost our moral compass. Honestly, we all work for money, you know, so I, I went out there for the money. If you find yourself out there, just remember You can always come home It's crazy, it's dangerous, and I honestly, I mean, it's going to be a long time before I let my kids drive on those roads. It's not the same as when we grew up. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by It Takes an Industry to Build a Forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.